Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Backpacking Experience Podcast. So glad that you're here. My name is Devin, and I'm your host. Now, a few months ago, I was able to attend PCT Days, or Pacific Crest Trail Days, in Cascade Locks, Oregon, where I had a great time meeting fellow hikers, business owners, and got a chance to meet several viewers of my YouTube channel, as well as listeners of the podcast. One of the individuals that I was able to meet, uh, his name is Chip. And while out there, he and I, we were able to talk for a bit, and he suggested an idea for a podcast episode focused around nutrition on the trail, which I thought, that's a great idea for an episode. So here we are, talking about backcountry nutrition with Megan and Lee from the company Food for Adventure. We dig into their business and what they're providing as a service to hikers, but also understanding basic foods and what you as a backpacker and hiker can eat and ought to focus on when planning meals for your backpacking trips. Now, before I bring in Megan and Lee, I just want to thank Chip for the idea for this episode, for taking time to say hi to me and just the conversation uh, was awesome. Just really appreciate that. And if anyone listening ever has an idea for an episode topic or a future guest or maybe wants to be a guest on the show yourself, shoot me an email. Very interested in, in that as an option. And I've got the email uh, to contact me listed down in the show notes. I also want to thank Art of the Trek for sponsoring this episode. Art of the Trek has been putting an amazing amount of work into creating public maps that make planning trips a lot easier by adding points of interest to the public map. It's been a lot of fun to watch these points of interest grow and get added over the past several months, and they truly add a lot of valuable information to the map that makes planning trips easier. You can also contribute your own points of interest to the map, which is really awesome. So if you've been out on a day hike or a backpacking trip, and while hiking you found something on the trail that may be helpful for others, to know about, you can add that point of interest to the map. Oftentimes trailheads are not listed on topo maps and adding those to the Art of the Trek map as well helps other hikers orient and plan better trips themselves. To add your own points of interest, go to artofthetrek.com and in the overlays menu, you'll toggle on the various overlays A small orange plus symbol will appear at the bottom of your window, and when you click on it, you can select various types of points of interest to add to the map. I definitely recommend jumping on Art of the Trek and checking out this feature. All right, everyone, I am just so excited to welcome a couple onto the podcast today. I've got Lee and Megan from the company Food for Adventures. Lee and Megan, thanks for being here. Hey, yes. what's up, everybody? Hello, yeah. Excited to be here. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, so we've got a pretty cool topic to discuss today. We're going to talk about food. And we know that everybody loves food, but particularly, we're going to spend time talking about like nutrition and how you can essentially get the right food uh, as a backpacker and a hiker that is going to fuel your time on the trail. So, Megan, I know that you've got more of that nutritional uh, background, professionally, correct? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, So I've been a dietitian for five years, um, and most of my professional experience has been um, really within the inpatient setting, so working with people that have a lot of chronic illness. So, um, you know, I've always tried to find a way that I could actually, like, incorporate um, being a dietitian into the outdoors world, because that's something that I've always been very passionate about. I was yeah. very active and, and things like that. So yeah, it's been quite some time. Um, and I'm just trying to find ways, uh, and really excited to kind of dive more into something that I'm really passionate about. And that's really the outdoors. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so then Lee, where, where do you fall into the, into the picture? I'm just a guy behind the curtain, uh, pretty much, you know. Uh, <laughs> now, um, I have a biology background, a couple of degrees in biology. So, um, you know, I've, and uh, I was a college athlete as well. So just um, born into the outdoors and just kind of born into the athletic world. I've always been driven to get outside, whether it's hiking, climbing, mountaineering, and uh, always try to perform at my best. And, um, 
and that's what kind of led us up to write this uh this moment creating food for adventures uh us starting to travel out together doing through hikes together me kind of taking on bigger endeavors uh bigger mountains and wanting to perform better and wanting to uh, kind of eat healthier and incorporate that into our um not only working world but our family world yeah that's awesome and you probably hear as the <laughs> listeners will uh, hear maybe throughout the episode we do have a uh, recent addition to the Food for Adventures family, uh, a little daughter, Ziggy, who's six month, uh, 16 months old. <laughs> old. And uh, so uh, we do appreciate uh, y'all's patience uh, and everything with that. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, as a family man myself, it's nice to have guests on the podcast that are also uh, a family, growing family, and uh, just trying to do, do good in the world yeah. with starting a business and everything, which... I want to get into talking about Food for Adventures here in a second, but um, I'm interested in just kind of setting the stage for what the next like hour or so of conversation is going to be like, because like I said uh, just earlier, I want to talk about food and obviously we like food, um, but I think it's important for hikers and backpackers to understand that like you really do still need to take care of your body when you're out on the trail. And something that I, I think is important from my perspective, uh, especially as I, I teach a university class, uh, that's a backpacking one-on-one essentially oh, wow. it's in, intro to backpacking at, at the university. And it's a conversation that I have with all my students each semester. They're like, you really need to bring way more calories and way more food with you than you think you do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, but one of the things that I get asked often, I don't want to bring so much food that I am carrying more than I'm actually able to eat, but how do I get the right foods in my body mm-hmm. and not have all of that weight in my pack <laughs> right yeah. and uh be able to fuel my body the way that it needs to be fueled mm-hmm. and yeah, so I feel like that is a the big question you know yeah um, yeah but then to add to that not to cut you off but um to add to that how do i do that without totally changing my diet from the things that i would normally eat right yeah so i feel like that is kind of where you kind of have to start thinking about, okay, well, I don't want to change the way that I'm eating too much, but the way that you eat on a trail is going to be somewhat different than how you eat on a normal day-to-day basis. So um, really thinking about, okay, well, you know, how long is my trip? So you have to get into the logistics like that. How long is my trip? Um, You know, uh, the terrain, things like that. And what am I, supposed to be eating to fuel my body. And so it really goes into a lot of different factors, really. Um, But I would say, um, without changing too much in your diet, I would say, start kind of experimenting with like, um, things that you enjoy eating on a regular basis, and Mm -hmm. then um, kind of honing in on that, and what you could see yourself eating kind of along the trail, um, and what's realistic for you kind of. Yeah. So I would say like dialing in. So really kind of over time and experience, um, you kind of just like dial in on your food and it really just kind of takes some time to kind of pack your bag and your food appropriately. And I would say, um, trying to do like weekend trips and things like that, but, um, thinking about foods that you like, um, and then experimenting with like backpacking meals and stoves and things like that. Yeah. So maybe we could like dig into that a little bit because I'm curious what some like core examples of what a hiker should be focusing on with the foods they take. Because I feel like at least when somebody first starts backpacking, Mm -hmm. there's this like cloud that just like goes over their, their mind of, well, I don't have the kitchen with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a stove and a pot, but what does that mean in how I'm actually able to cook? Right. And then it's immediately like, oh, I'll just go to REI and I'll buy food in a bag and I'll boil water and that's mm-hmm. how I'm going to eat food, which is obviously one way 
to like get those calories and the stuff that you need, Mm -hmm. but it's not the only option, right? No. Yes. And I feel like that is one thing that we do here is we kind of, we sit down with people individually. And so you have very like minimalist hikers or you have um, people that like to do more glorified meals. So it's like, how do you like to cook? What method do you like to cook? Are you even bringing a stove? So um, really kind of dialing in on what they want to do and what they see themselves doing um, when it comes to cooking or not on the trail. And kind of like what you brushed on before, it also depends on the terrain too. You know, if you're in the mountains compared to on the trail, you're going to have to carry more, you know, a a, a stouter stove or a stouter uh, kitchen set, you know, in order to cook that food, you're going to need stouter food compared to maybe on or lower elevation trail. So it just, uh, yeah, it all depends. Like she said, it, to each their own, you know, lightweight hikers, heavyweight hikers, you know, it, it all depends on what your preference is. Megan, th- this question's more focused to you. Mm-hmm. What, what should a hiker be focusing on? Like high protein, low sugars, high calories, like, what does that mix look like? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's diet's going to be different. Right. But in, in general, what should somebody be looking at if they're looking at like a mountain house or a peak refuel meal right. versus north sides <laughs> or I'm going to be cold soaking couscous and what can I add to that that provides the protein? Like give it general idea of what those core things that – Uh, people should be looking at? Yeah. So when we look at um, like food on the trail uh, in particular, um, we're looking at it for first for fuel and then second for like actual health and nutrition. So really focusing on the calories. And so our food is made up of really three macronutrients that we're really focusing on. So that's going to be carbs, fat, and protein. Mm -hmm. So really start honing in on on what types of foods um, have each of those components. So a lot of foods have a mixture of all those things. Um, But what hikers should really be focusing on is, um, yes, calories. So obviously you want to consume enough calories to where um, you're not burning through just losing a ton of weight, Um, but really focusing on, I would say, first, carbohydrates. Um, That's going to be your main source of fuel. Um, so those foods could be, um, there's simple carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates. And so Mm -hmm. that's going to be your main source of fuel on the trail. Um, while, while you're actually hiking. Yes. Well, all day, it can be a little complex, but yes, the majority of the calories that you're going to be eating while on trail, um, would be from carbohydrates. Um, and is that, and is that based around like how, just the way that the body processes carbs and like Mm -hmm. turns it into, I'm I'm going back to my high school education. Tell me if I'm wrong, (laughs) but turning carbohydrates into like uh, sugar, Mm -hmm. right. Yep. That creates fuel for the body. Correct. Yes. Um, You're exactly right. (laughs) Um, There we go. I passed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, um, carbohydrates and fat are going to be the preferred sources of fuel for your body um, as far as energy goes. Um, And so carbs are going to be the most utilized um, at first. So by consuming carbohydrates, your body uses them first. And um, and because you're going to be hiking so much and burning a lot of that off, you actually end up burning through reserves. So as you eat carbohydrates, they can store as something called glycogen. And um, it's kind of like a preserve for when you don't eat enough carbohydrates and you're burning through them so quickly, Um, your body then goes into its stored glycogen. And that helps to provide a little bit more boost. So if you're not eating enough carbohydrates, which is like your main source of fuel, it's breaking down into sugar, it's going into your bloodstream and providing your muscles with what it needs to continue to go, you know, the distance essentially. Um, And the way that the types of carbs that we eat and how we store them and utilize them um, as we are active or going long distance on the trail um, is going to be why we're going to focus on them as much because it's the preferred use of 
fuel for your body, essentially. I see. Yeah. Cool. So where does protein fit into that mix? Yeah. So, um, well, and then we can't forget about fats too. So, um, (laughs) you know, we can get there, but I would say focusing on carbs and fats. Um, because again, fats are going to be one of those things that can store as well, but depending on the intensity of the exercise, um, you basically are going to be using fat as fuel too. So I'd say fat carbs and then protein just in moderation. It's not really fuel. Um, it's more of like, um, something that is used to replenish your body throughout the day, uh, because you're breaking down so much muscle and things like that. So we're not really looking to rebuild muscle on the trail. We're just looking to replenish it throughout the day. And so I would say carbs, mostly fat after that, and then a little bit of protein just to kind of top you off and make sure that you're not burning through those muscles and, um, that you're able to replenish them essentially. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. So I just pulled up an image here Mm -hmm. of a freeze dried meal from peak refuel. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, (laughs) I wasn't prepared to do this, but I'm, I'm interested to just see your perspective on the breakdown of those macros Mm -hmm. and, uh, get your, get your thoughts on Mm -hmm. the quality of this meal. So we know that like meals in a bag typically are like two servings, right? Yeah. Um, typically. Mm -hmm. So this is a biscuits and sausage gravy from uh, peak refuel, which is primarily the, the brand that of food that I eat. So it's what I'm familiar with and I love, love this, this meal, but it's for the, uh, total package. It's 1100 calories. Okay. The, Total carbohydrates is 51 grams and the total fat is 85 grams. Okay. And is that two servings you said, or is that just Uh, the package total? That's for the whole package. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where does that, where does that fall in line with this is what I should eat and this is good or there's a lot of junk in there. Um, so I would say, it overall sounds like a good meal. Like it's providing over a thousand calories. Um, how many carbohydrates did you say? Uh, it was 51. 51 carbs and then quite a bit of fat. So I would say overall, like the carb to fat ratio is pretty good. Um, and again, it's not so much focusing on like, is this dehydrated meal like healthy is do the macros provide what I need to fuel me throughout the day? Not necessarily. Is it nutritious? Um, because again, we're focusing more on that fuel and what it provides, but, um, so yeah, biscuits are going to be more of like a complex carbohydrate. Um, then you have that fat in there. That's going to help slow down that digestion, which is going to be good for kind of the long haul. Um, and then the sausage, um, it adds a little fat and a little protein. So it kind of gives you like a combination of everything that you would need. So I would say overall, it's a pretty good balance right there. Yeah. I think the, the total protein on this, let me just go back to the image. 30, 34 grams of protein mm-hmm. in the, in the whole package. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would say that would be like a, a fine breakfast. Nice way to start the day. Nice way to start the day or even finish the day. So it could go either way. Because then your body's getting what it would need to then process fuel itself for the next day as you're resting Mm -hmm. and and that's in that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Because your body's not just necessarily like you're consuming it and then immediately burning it. Like it's going to reserve a percentage of that for when it needs needs to be used. Correct? Yeah. It gets really complex in how, uh, like your body utilizes the energy, like based on like the intensity of your like activity. So it depends on really how long you hike and, um, it can get a little tricky on like what you're actually burning at what time, um, and how actually well you train. So, um, fats, like fats burn, at more of like a moderate intensity. So it really depends on the trail that you're on and actually depending on how well you train. So like fat needs oxygen to be used as fuel. So it really takes more time to use it. Whereas carbs are kind of instant. 
Um, and so if you like train your muscles to a point where it's able to utilize like more as like a fat burner. So like providing more oxygen more quickly, um, mm -hmm. fat becomes a really good source of fuel. Um, but it's just training your body to utilize that fat. So a kind of a, a rabbit hole question, maybe. <laughs> uh, or I, don't, I don't know if you, we'll just, we'll just call it a tangent. But I'm curious your thoughts on this concept of hiker hunger. Mm -hmm. So I've personally never done like a really long distance trail. I've never done a through hike that's hundreds of miles, mm -hmm. thousand miles plus. Um, and but you you hear people that are doing these long trails all the time that there's two things that happen. They get their trail legs and they can hike for 50 miles a day. <laughs> no problem. Uh, and then the second thing is like hiker hunger comes into play. And I'm curious, like at what point does that kind of thing happen and what physiologically is happening to the body that is creating that hiker hunger? Hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know that I could give you like a timeline of when that happens. I think it would be different for everyone. Right. Cause everybody's body is different. So different. In how they metabolize and yes, it goes into a lot yeah. of different things, but I will say, um, it also depends on how you're like refueling yourself throughout the day. So again, just kind of going back to, um, kind of like if you're burning through like your reserves. So like if you're not eating enough on the trail throughout the day, you're going to burn through those reserves a lot quicker. And so you're going to, you know, hit something called like the wall, um, and so that's when you know that like your glycogen stores are completely depleted and it could take several days for that to be repleted. So you might, if you just like feel like you have like lead in your shoes, it means that you okay. likely have not fueled yourself enough for the activity that you're doing. And so like allowing yourself to kind of rest, um, when they, when you say like hiker hunger, um, you know, you like, you're eating all of this, whether it's like candy bars and, and stuff like that on the trail. And then you like get to town. And so you just shove your face full of like pizza and burgers pizza, and fries. Yeah. Or... Anything you can think of. So, um, I would say that I would focus eating more like fatty foods. So like that could be, um, like oils and, um, nuts and seeds and stuff like that on the trail. Whereas like when you're off trail and like really trying to replenish those stores. And, um, I would focus more on replenishing the carbohydrates so you can like preserve like what you've lost essentially. So maybe not focusing so much on the fatty foods off trail, but focusing more on like carbohydrates. So like whole grains and beans and starchy vegetables and stuff like that, as opposed to like ice cream and donuts and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm gathering from all of what you've shared so far is that it doesn't really matter in this instance. I mean, you might have dietary restrictions or specific needs that mm -hmm. your body has, but as long as you're more or less focusing on those macros, mm -hmm. your carbohydrates, your fats mm -hmm. and protein, then eating whatever you can that provides enough of that for your body mm -hmm. is going to be what you need to just stay fueled for being out on the trail. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. How does it change when you are like long distance hiking mm -hmm. versus somebody that's just going out for a weekend? Is there any kind of like different complex and how somebody might plan their meals mm -hmm. for a scenario like that? Yeah, I would say that's going to be different. And depending on kind of what your weekend hike looks like, um, it's not going to be like, so like a through hiker, you know, compared to like a through hiker, essentially. So I would say um, you wouldn't really need to change too much um, uh, from like your day to day and how you eat kind of thing. Um, you know, that might even be a good opportunity to still like kind of almost glorify your meals by bringing some vegetables along and things like that and getting like kind of creative. Um, yeah. I know that Lee and I, uh, we kind of use our like weekend backpacking trips to look kind of like, you know, do fancier backpacking meals, you know? So like 
We just yeah. did like a really hearty vegetable soup because um, we took Ziggy on her first backpacking trip uh, two weeks ago. And so um, for like a weekend hiker, um, I don't feel like you would really need to change much from like a day to day, just kind of making sure that you're still eating enough throughout the day. Um, but when you come to more of a long distance and how your body kind of breaks down, utilizes and things, um, like fuel, uh, I feel like you have to really start focusing and honing in more on how to properly fuel it. So focusing more on the macros, more long distance, as opposed to the weekend where I don't feel like you would need to really change too much. That's, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that perspective because, I'm kind of the same way in my, in my trips. Um, lately I've been eating way more freeze dried meals than I had ever in the past. Mm -hmm. But, uh, when I was in, when I was in college, so I'm an outdoor recreation management major. We, as, as a program, we focused a lot on the Knowles, uh, bulk ration system. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm not actually. I don't know. So Knowles is the, is the national outdoor leadership school. Yeah, I know it Knowles. And <clears throat> so they'll take, they'll take people out for like two weeks to 30 days mm -hmm. at a time. Right. Mm -hmm. So feeding their groups for that amount of time, they uh, do everything based off of cook groups where you'll have like four to six people in a cook group and you are packing food based off of number of people times uh, pounds of food per person per day. Mm -hmm. So depending on the season, you will take like in the summer, you might do a pound and a half of food per person per day. Right. Or in the winter, it may be two pounds of food per person per day. Mm -hmm. So you take that times the number of people in your group, and that's how many pounds of food you carry with you. And it's all based on like, uh, raw ingredients. So flour and pancake mix and, um, not a lot of like prepped foods, right? which is an interesting, uh -huh. and it works. <laughs> like, yeah. You get really cool meals out of it uh -huh. and it's filling. And I wonder if this is just coming to me as I'm talking mm -hmm. about it, but I wonder if those like that ration system is, designed to provide those macros that way on purpose, as opposed to uh, other means of how you might get food into your body. Yeah. And I know that there's like, uh, there's a general rule of thumb as far as the dehydrated meals go. It's like one to 1. 1.5 pounds per, um, I want to say, gosh, I actually don't even know the exact amount. I don't know if it's like per body weight. So I know that there's a calculation mm. in what you're saying. Okay. Um, but it's like, yeah, one to 1.5 pounds. I don't think it's kilograms. I don't know. Honestly. Um, I, ha I actually have like have it written down. I don't have it like memorized. Um, <laughs> I have to write everything down nowadays. <laughs> yeah. But yes, it's, think it's kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think what I'm getting at with bringing that into the conversation is that when you really break down your food, it's not just like, oh, what do I want to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner mm -hmm. on the, the full Saturday that I'm out? Like you could be more mindful of those things, but also not totally change your diet so drastically or use that as a rule of thumb of, oh, I don't actually need to bring that much food right? because I'm going to get the fuel that I need out of these items because focusing on those macros and, mm -hmm. and such. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so I have a very specific question, and that has to do just with people that have some kind of medical need or they've had a procedure that uh, makes it difficult for them to... Um, get more like calories or eat a lot of food at one time. Mm -hmm. uh, so like I'm forgetting the name of like a procedure, but basically like when part of the stomach is like tied. So the like yeah. weight loss surgeries and that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like gastric bypass and gastric yeah. Yeah. Sleep. That's what, mm -hmm. that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, so 
I actually work with those patients on a day to day. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention that I like have been more in that role here recently. Um, but it would be very hard to say like as a general, like to a general audience, what to do for those patients specifically, because they are so very different. Um, and their needs are very different. Um, so I would say I would be happy to work with someone individually, um, on what they would need to do because how their body kind of operates and the, the amount of food that they can take in is so very little at a time. Um, Mm -hmm. the foods that they, that we would normally recommend for like hikers, they would not necessarily tolerate, um, due to other things like dumping syndrome, which can cause like GI distress. So those would be people that we, and that could benefit from, you know, food for adventures as well, because we could really sit down with them and, and really kind of hone in on what they would need and what they can tolerate and things like that. Um, but it would be really hard to make like a general specific recommendation for that population. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And again, (laughs) back to that idea that everybody's body is different and what works for my body. I mean, we have food allergies, we have different ways of metabolizing things Mm -hmm. and yeah. So So uh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great suggestion. And so moving into, uh, you segued pretty good on that, (laughs) probably not intentionally, but uh, let's talk about food for adventures. Now that we've kind of created like a baseline of understanding of what like kind of foods somebody should focus on and what the options and stuff are. Let's talk about food for adventures, your business. Like, what are you doing? What's the the idea, the concept of what you're trying to provide to your customers and how can they benefit from, from that business model? Yeah. Um, well, I'm back. Uh, but now we have our little one asleep now. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so... Um, Food for Ventures, we offer an array of uh, options and services, but one mainly being, uh, you know, focusing and building meal plans for athletes or, um, you know, the general population that's wanting to take on an endeavor, whether it's a weekend uh, trip or a through hike or a big climb. That's one of our main services. Uh, And if you go to our website, you'll see it's one of our first things that we offer is like nutritional uh, consultations and uh, from our wellness coaches and stuff like that. And that's just a one-on-one detailed uh, video session, kind of dialing in on your specific needs, kind of talking about your trip coming up and uh, building a meal plan specific for you uh, and uh, what you're about to take on. And that's our main service we offer. And we offer a couple uh, more services for hikers and climbers. Is, uh, our um, big one is called the all-in-one package where We've been in this situation. We know that logistics can be tedious, especially shopping for foods after planning. And uh, so one of our main uh, deals is our our own package, which is not only includes a hour with our uh, wellness coach, but um, we also uh, become your personal shopper. We build your menu. We uh, go and shop it and we actually package it up and say you're doing a through hike on the John Muir Trail. We'll package it up and have each resupply ready and sent out for you. So all you got to do is show up, pick up your food and keep on going. So our kind of our motto is you focus on your adventure, let us plan the food. So uh, that's our second uh, big service. And then rolling over to a third, which we're about to launch soon, is um, we're partnering with some uh, good companies, some freeze-dried uh, meal companies um, right now. And we're building a menu, so a uh, drop-down menu, so you can go into our website and uh, – actually choose the meals that you would like. Um, if you don't want to do a meal plan, but you were kind of wanting to choose your own meal for whether it's a weekend warrior adventure or another big hike or climb, you can go to our drop down menu, uh, menu and build a breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, and even beverage menu. We package it up here and we send it out to you, whether it's at the trailhead or at your home. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a bit more inclusive than I, <laughs> than I thought it was from just the, the my first time going to the website yeah. now sitting here looking at the website and seeing this, like the all-in-one adventure bundle, uh, for example. So what you're saying is, let's say that I wanted to go hike mm-hmm. uh, the long trail. Mm-hmm. I I can go through like a consultation basically um, with you and you're able to put together resupply boxes that are sent to the normal like towns that somebody would stop in to resupply at 
Great. and yeah, I would so- have a box waiting for me based off of all of that information that came from the consultation. You saying here's the types of foods that you should have. And then you're going to shop for me as well? Yeah, yeah. It will become your personal shopper. So not only will you have that one-on-one uh, a video session with our a wellness coach, but you'll also have a one-hour session with myself. And uh, we call that our uh, adventure logistics, where you and I go on into detail. We talk about average mileage, where you're planning on resupply, maybe the most popular resupplies on that said trail. And we dial in not only the menu, but logistics because we don't you know you want to have that doubt in whether it's you or me and then once we get everything into your liking into the client's liking then uh we go out there and we shop we go to the walmarts we go to the Publix, we take the beating and fill up the groceries and get in that line for you <laughs> take it home package it up for you separate the boxes per resupply and then make sure they're there on time and um so you all you have to do is pick up your food and keep on going i've first time seeing anything like that available yeah. or, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if other companies are doing anything like this, but I feel like for somebody taking on a, a long distance trail or something that logistically is difficult because I mean, you're on the, the East coast. So Appalachian trail is like your backyard basically. Right, yeah. So knowing how to hike the Appalachian trail is like knowing how to ride a bike probably for you. Great. Yeah. We're out there uh, on the weekends and, you know, not only the Appalachian Trail, we have the mountains to sea trail in our backyard as well, which is a uh, well. Over yeah. A thousand. Yeah. But then for somebody like me, that's been landlocked in, in Utah my whole life <laughs> and never hiked on the, on the AT logistically it's would be very overwhelming for me to know what I would need to do. I mean, I know with the Appalachian Trail, there's towns everywhere and resupplying is not not difficult. Right. But the CDT or the Pacific Crest Trail or even up in Canada, like the Great Divide Trail. I don't know if you do international um, work right now or if that's something down the pipeline, but. Yeah, we um, we, uh, we don't do international yet. We're focusing on uh, some of the main trails in the U.S. And then uh, some of the trails that we haven't done personally, like the Continental Divide. Um, we have uh, our good friend and a professional hiker, Sean Camp, as a consult, who is able to come in on some of those um, tougher trails like the CDT. And he will come in during the hour logistic uh, uh, consultation and dialed in someone who's been on the CDT, someone who's resupplied, someone who's had to cook and eat on the CDT. So we have professionals as consults as well that come in that can actually dial in on something that I may not know personally. I've been on a lot on the CDT section hiking, but I've never through hiked the CDT. But we have somebody on uh, standby that has that can easily step in and kind of even make that uh, make you feel at home. Say, you know, the CDT is a big trail, but it, it's definitely possible to do. And, you know, here's the way to do it. Here's the way you need to plan. And, uh, and here's the way you need to execute. Gotcha. Yeah. That's great. Is there, is there flexibility in, and I imagine with, with your experience, Megan, that if somebody was, was to say, I don't want uh, you to shop for me and provide resupply boxes, but I want that nutritional consultation. And I mean, this is pretty detailed, but I know in a lot of those trail towns, there's not a lot of options. Right. And so are you able to provide like you're likely to find these types of foods at a convenience store in this little tiny town in northern Maine that's not going to have <laughs> fresh bread and or like specific things that are going to provide those nutritional aspects? Yeah, definitely. Um, and we do just like a if you don't want to do like the bigger packages, like the resupply or the logistics and things like that we do just have like an option where um, I can sit down with you and we can go over those um, details and things like that. And I can give them a general idea of what they need to be looking for. Um, Even if it's not like a specific brand, but something that's generally like the food that you're supposed to be looking for, the type of food. Because there is towns like those, we hear stories, you know, especially in the CDT where, uh, you come through and, you know, the only thing that's open is a small gas station that has a bag of pretzels and maybe a hot dog that's been rotating for a couple of <laughs> weeks. So, you know, it's, 
you hear stories and they're true. So it's, it's definitely, um, you know, I'm all about planning and, you know, the more you can plan, the better things can go. You, you know, stuff happens and, you know, you got to work around it, but it's, it's trying to dial in the logistics and, you know, plan and execute. And, um, that's what we're here to try to help, you know, make that happen. Yeah. So, um, how about you, you touched on this a, a little bit, but what about for people that are not doing, uh, long distance trails? What about maybe week long stuff or, uh, two week, like section hikes? How does that differ? Or is it pretty much like the same concept of how somebody might use your service? It's all in the same concept. You know, we, we, okay. we think the weekend warrior is just important as the through hikers or is just important as the, the mountaineer. So we cater to all adventurers and uh, whether you're doing a week long endeavor, two weeks, six months, we want to help you. We want to be there to kind of ease you into the outdoors if it's your first time or if it's your, you know, millionth time. So we, uh, we cater to all, we, um, we definitely, uh, offer our availability to and our services to everyone and um you know up to what we can handle you know we uh, we, we only can tackle so much it's uh megan and i and uh, another friend of ours you know running this right now so we uh we we thank everybody for their patience so far and we uh try to take on what we can so far outside of our full-time jobs <laughs> <laughs> right and we talked about this a little bit right before we started recording food for adventures is like brand new yeah like you're less than a month into into launching right yeah it's uh we launched, at least at the time of this recording yeah yeah we launched it uh i think mid-september if not early september um that i just been there it's been about uh, almost a year building it secretly and it's kind of come up with plans and stuff but uh we launched it in september as well as with our kickstarter and um we haven't looked back since it's been fun as well as you know it's been um Fun and low times as anything is building a business or with any job. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it definitely helps define you not only as a person, as a company, but also, you know, it's helps define where we're at in our relationship, you know, as working together and stuff like that too. So it's, it's been interesting and, uh, we're actually just looking forward to the future for it. Well, and I think your timing is fantastic because I mean, you're in the season of people planning long distance through hikes, right? Correct. Yeah, people gear. Not only yeah. figuring out all of the gear that they need, what backpack, what tent, and all of that stuff they're gonna they're gonna carry with them, but I mean it's the, the logistics as well that I think sometimes take years to figure out how somebody's gonna execute a trail, whether I'm going northbound or southbound, and all of those things. And I think it's just fantastic that you've put together a business model that provides a little bit more help for somebody in those aspects that I think, I mean, even for me and the 20 plus years of backpacking experience that I have, the idea of putting together a through hike and then how do I plan all of that food and (laughs) all of those logistical things of how many miles am I actually going to hike that's going to give me this amount of time to get to this next resupply, like, I, it's hard for me to comprehend how that. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of factors, <laughs> how that play, works. And a lot of factors play in and, you know, we're working with our clients one-on-one, God forbid, if any injuries happen on the trail, we're there to help, you know, with our clients as much as we can, you know, as far as, you know, if resupplies have already been sent out, if we still have them. So we're, uh, we're big on uh, communication. Um, you know, every time we get a client's name, we take down if they have in reaches or spot devices so we can actually communicate with them on the trail. Hey, your resupply has been delivered at so town, you know, please, if you have time to send a text, let me know that you got it. We want to make sure that, you know, everybody, once we send a package, it ain't done there. We still want to make sure that package gets there and we want to make sure our clients are eating as, as we promise, you know? Yeah, that's great. Well, is there anything else that you want to share about food for adventures that would be important for listeners to, to know about or nutrition or anything that, uh, we didn't really cover that you feel like would be important to share as far as food for adventures check out our website or instagram we uh we threw on our merch shop on there we have a lot of cool merch and we're actually starting to design a little bit more gear for 
our uh, business model, we're about to launch uh, some of our food bags that'll be able to be uh, hanged as bear bags and uh, organized as a new gear bag. And um, so we're partnering with a good company, local company in Nashville, to uh, design these food bags that will launch uh, here in about a month or two. And uh, yeah, man, we got a lot of cool gear that we're going to try to release here soon outside of consultation. So uh, just keep your eyes peeled, stay in touch, and uh, we're going to try to keep everybody on their toes and keep that hunger uh, down to a minimum. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask this question as, as a final, uh, final question for, for this uh, episode. And that is your each individually, your top two or three meals to eat uh, while backpacking. Ooh, is that freeze dried or like we're cooking on like, but that's why I said two or three. <laughs> okay. So it can be whatever you want. Well, number one, I, I go to I go to my deathbed with this biscuits and gravy. I'm a diehard southerner, and biscuits and gravy is always my number one meal, no matter where I'm at. Now, is that made from scratch biscuits and gravy, or is that? I'm, I prefer scratch, but you know, as the world and technology advances, I find out that you know biscuits and gravy are just as good from scratch as they are from anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's ironic that I used biscuits and gravy as a, as an example meal. <laughs> That's an, I, I knew I liked your, I'll, I'll back, when you mentioned that. So, um, do you want to give one or you want yeah, to, yeah, uh, I would say like during a hike, um, one of my favorite things is pop tarts. Um, it's interesting that I could always eat. Um, and I know this may sound weird, but I really love, cold soaked ramen um oh that's okay. that's, I was that's that's the first that i've heard that that's gonna be in <laughs> my <laughs> top three too that cold soaked ramen it, hits. it, it really hits a spot yeah. um it's just it's just so good just and boil it the night before let it sit you don't even have to boil it you cold soak yeah, it or, yeah yeah <laughs> that's what it is yeah 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 cold straight cold in that, in that water. talenta jar right yeah yeah you just cold soak it in a jar uh like in a like a lightweight little, little peanut, butter, peanut jar. butter jar um and i honestly love anything that's like has rice and beans in it yeah you're you're very simple i like it <laughs> I'm pop-tarts, very simple. pop-tarts ramen and Rice and beans. <laughs> what what flavor what flavor pop tarts though? Ooh. Strawberry with frosted like with the frosting on it. There you go. Yeah. I always got to have a Snickers with me, no matter where I'm at. I can always eat that, whether it's hot, cold, rainy, or sunny. I can always eat a Snickers. So, what would you say your favorite meal is? Yeah. Uh, so, ooh, the uh, I really like beef stroganoff. Mm. Um, and I mean, a good stroganoff is, is hard to beat. Yeah. It's like a nice, like warm, hearty, like I really like mushrooms. So yeah, really firing up the hunger over here. uh, I know. I know. And I just had dinner. (laughs) So I really like that. Um, I like to do, uh, calzones. Oh yeah, man. Oh, and just make like a, what's that? With ricotta cheese. Um, it, no, I'll just do like a sharp cheddar or something oh, okay. that's easy to, easy to carry mm-hmm. in your, in your pack and isn't going to like spoil easily. Um, so like pepperoni or, uh, packaged chicken, and then just do like a simple dough out of like, uh, Bisquick, like baking mix, or even just like flour, salt, and, uh, what is a baking powder <laughs> for a really simple dough yeah. and that's easy. That's easy to do. Um, and then I really like cooking in a pan that's called a fry bake. Yeah. Nice. I don't know if you're familiar with fry bakes, but I think they're the greatest fry pan uh, for backpacking that's ever been created. I've seen them. I've never owned one, but I've definitely seen them out uh, on the mountains and trails. Yeah. There, you need to invest. In that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely worth it. And I want to also try that peak uh, um, dehydrated or freeze dried meals. I've been seeing nothing but great stuff on them, uh, and they have blown up over the past year. Uh, the refuel peak uh, meals that you yeah, peak, yeah peak refuel yeah those yep. they have just blown up, and uh, I, I'm I'm excited to try it. some, especially they're like they're 
they have some like elk or uh, venison. Yeah, it's uh, an elk yeah. elk ragu. Yes, that's you're it. you're talking to an ambassador. Yeah, oh, yeah. For, well, for peak refuel. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. If listeners don't know that, yes, I am an ambassador for for peak refuel. Well, man, they uh, <laughs> I just drool over their uh, marketing on uh, social media, so I cannot wait to try that elk uh, meal for sure. I'll uh. I'll have to get your address yeah. and go through my stash and send some out because <laughs> it's 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 sold out, not available. Oh man! Well, I'm talking to the right guy then. Looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, very awesome. Uh, thank you so much for your time for uh, battling a toddler <laughs> to record She's this episode. Now. She's out, man. Uh, and thanks for sharing your your business and your experience and just taking the time to, to be on the episode today. Yeah. yeah thank you so much. It was, it was so nice to be here. Yeah. We appreciate you reaching out. And uh, like I said, if anybody have any questions, uh, look us up on our website, foodforventures.com and um, help us, uh, let us uh, help plan your next adventure, man. We got to get you it. on that next hike, man. You, you're hiking. You got to get out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll put uh, links for all of this information down in the show notes for everybody to, uh, to link to. But again, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank y'all so so much, much. man. It was good talking to you, buddy. Yeah. Thank you very much. As always, I want to thank my guests for being on Lee and Megan. Thank you so much for your time, for your patience. We (laughs) spent a lot of time, uh, figuring out schedules to make this, uh, recording session work. And, uh, I love the family aspect Uh, that came into the episode that's an important thing and it's just awesome to see people doing uh, things for other hikers out there and uh, trying to raise a family and just being good people i appreciate that and really appreciate your time and being here uh, on this episode today if you enjoyed this episode feel free to leave a review and uh, rate the podcast. That's always super helpful. Share it with your friends on social media. I want to thank you all for listening to this episode today. And we will catch you next time on the next episode of the Backpacking Experience. Backpacking Experience.